In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Acts chapter 15, verses 14 through 21, where I'll try and answer the question, what Jewish laws must Gentiles follow? Acts chapter 15, verses 14 through 21 says, Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, after this I will return, and I will rebuild the tents of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. The early church had a big challenge in how do you deal with these two separate people groups as they are coming to one faith in Jesus Christ. Do you make the Gentiles become 100% Jewish? Meaning, do you force them to take circumcision? Do you make them follow all of the various dietary laws, all of the cultic laws, all of the ceremonial and civic laws that are there in the Old Testament? Or do you allow them to practice their way of living, but with the motivation and the standards given by Jesus Christ? Well, that question is one that plagues the early church and that is still dealt with and discussed today. So here are three thoughts from Acts 15, verses 14 through 21, trying to answer the question, what Jewish laws must Gentiles follow? Thought number one, things polluted by idols. This is what's going on. The Jewish people that are there in the church who are being joined by the Gentile people will very likely, and it's pretty evident, did take offense at the activities of Gentiles that they thought were ungodly. One of those things is partaking of things polluted by idols. This would be something like an animal that was sacrificed in the worship of another god that would then later be sold in the meat market. Could a new believer who is a Gentile eat that meat? A Jewish person would see that meat as participating in pagan worship, but the Gentile would simply see it as, this is meat that's available to me for me to eat. Well, James makes the suggestion, and the rest of the folks, the apostles and the elders, agree that Gentiles should avoid eating that meat because it's going to cause such a great offense to their Jewish counterparts. Thought number two, sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is something that was very commonly practiced amongst the Gentiles, and you can understand why that would be the case. Oftentimes, their religion, their means of worship, involves sexual practices that most of us today in the modern world would find pretty questionable. And that's from a secular perspective. The apostles and elders reaffirm biblical sexual ethics by saying that Gentile believers still must practice biblical sexual ethics. They need to be sexually moral, meaning only having sex within the confines of lifelong monogamous marriage. Thought number three, strangled animals in blood. 
This is another one of those things that would be particularly offensive to a Jewish believer if they saw a fellow Christian who comes from a Gentile descent eating blood or eating an animal that was strangled, which would still have the blood within it. So often throughout the Old Testament and even in the New, you have this equivalency made between the blood and the life, that the blood and the life are synonymous. And because of that, the Jewish people were forbidden from eating blood. This is such a prevalent thing in their mind where if they saw a fellow believer eating blood, their conscience would be affected. So much of what is given here is a way for the Jews and the Gentile believers to dwell together in harmony. It's a way of showing honor to the other believer and their conscience by not provoking them or tempting them to something they believe to be sinful. These three thoughts come to you from Acts chapters 15 and 16. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.